0: All right, everybody. Welcome to BO Boys for Monday, October 18th. Fuck it. It's a raw feed. We're doing it
1: live. I'm Clayton. I'm Pat. And evil dies tonight, Pat. Evil dies tonight, but the Halloween franchise box office lives another day. It does not get killed by this opening weekend.
0: It does not, because let's just go into this plow. Number one, Halloween Kills, $49.4 million in its first weekend. Number two, No Time to Die, $23.7 million down 57%. It is now at $99 million in its second weekend. Number three, Venom, Let There Be Carnage. $16.5 million, down 48%, lost about 212 theaters. It is now standing in its third frame at $168 million. Number four, The Addams Family Value. Oh, sorry. No. The Addams Family 2. uh, That was another sequel. This is the animated sequel. Made $7 million, down only 30%, lost 600 theaters, Stands at $42.1 million in its third weekend. And number five, The Last Duel made $4.7 million in its first weekend. And that is your top
1: five. Wow. Interesting top five because I'm going to throw this out there to you, Clayton, and to the wannabe old boys, wannabe old girls, wannabe old people. People, listening right now, have we ever had a top five of the box office in which three of the top films were sequels to a film in a franchise that are not in the original continuity of that franchise? Because you've got Halloween Kills, which is a sequel to the 2018 Halloween film. So it's a different continuity than the original Halloween franchise. You've got No Time to Die, which is a Bond movie. That's not, well, technically true because it is- Okay, so then I'll reframe it. A a franchise that has multiple continuities. Like the Halloween franchise has all these splintered continuities. So you've got Halloween Kills is a sequel to a movie from a, splintered version of the, the timeline from the original Halloween. Same thing with No Time to Die, which all Bond movies become that because they are all these different continuities. And then yes. you've got number four, Adam's Family 2, which is a sequel to the animated Adam's Family from a few years ago, which is in a different cinematic Adam's Family continuity than the original uh, uh, 1990s Adam Families. Have we ever had a top five like this would all of these splintered continuity franchise sequels I don't
0: believe so because I think we are in a, a new era mm-hmm. and a different era of filmmaking where this stuff ha- happens more you know it, this this happens more often now
1: right right I mean, uh and I'm getting choked up thinking about all these cinematic uh uh splintered franchises but Mm-hmm. We may have had situations like this in the 30s or the 40s, if there had been, you know, box office top fives that that are of public record, because you could have had, I don't know, maybe Tarzan movies or or, or Frankenstein meets the movies where, or you know, Abbott Costello meets the movies where. Those could be sequels, but usually those were all continuous cinematic franchises. Usually even back then, uh, uh, the Tarzan movies were usually all part of one continuous story. So, so yeah, or like
0: Frankenstein and then Bride of Frankenstein and then son of Bride of Frankenstein.
1: Right, right. they They rarely did Frankenstein sequels that were a reboot. Of the original continuity, so yeah, like this is, this is this is
0: continuation from Frankenstein, but Frankenstein, the Bride of Frankenstein, didn't happen. Forget that that happened. That didn't happen.
1: Right, right. They never right. Used they to didn't do, do, that. do that. Yes, yes. They always acknowledge or they did it, but they they didn't acknowledge it. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So this has got to be a first. I mean, I again, I pose that to the listeners. Uh, maybe we're wrong, and maybe there was another top five that had four uh, uh, examples of, of movies that were sequels to a franchise that had a split continuities. But I, I don't think so. But but I definitely, if there is such an example, let us know at the B.O. Boys podcast at gmail.com. And, and real quick before we get into these
0: numbers, and we will, this also might be the most violent top five title-wise that we've ever seen, because you have Halloween kills, mm-hmm. you have no time to die, mm-hmm. you have venom. Let there be carnage, mm-hmm. and then you know Adams family, whatever.
1: But then number five, the last duel, right? And duels are are inherently violent, yeah. And so it really is all of this violence, and then the word family, which to many is the most violent word in the in the English language. Well, that's true. Yeah. It's uh, you know, listen, there is there is armchair uh, uh, psychologists, sociologists out there who will probably say, well, it fits because we're in the most violent time in American history and blah, blah, blah. You know, th- so there, there's people out there right now who are putting theses together based on this top five. There's probably someone who's going to put a, a, you know, a grad school dissertation together based on the top five for from the weekend of October 15th, 2021. Uh, you know, I may or may not read that someday. We'll see. Well, send it to us. Send it to us, and we'll figure out. It depends on how long it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're we're not gonna. Don't send it to us to you know do a a grammar check or anything. You you're sending it to us, and it's it's already been fully vetted. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Um. So, oh, and then family, like you said, family. You know, is is can be violent, but also blood is thicker than water. So. Mm-hmm hmm There's blood involved. So this is a very violent top five. But let's get into Halloween kills. Now, yes. Deadline is calling this at 50.4,
1: and Numbers is saying 49. Numbers is saying and, 49. That's interesting. There's a debate there. Okay. Well,
0: and here's the thing about this, and we'll get into that later. That number is going to—whether or not this made over 50 comes into play.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: And we've got a great email from Austin, the wannabe boy himself, and we're going to dive into that. But we need to dive into this film over indexing, because we both thought it was going to do better than Bond. We were a little bit more bullish on this, Mm -hmm. but, you know, making 49 to 50... You know, they were saying thirty to forty. So this is not the seventy-five million the first one made. We didn't expect that. No, that was but such this an outlier. Is good.
1: Oh, this is a huge but, hit. The fact that this movie made, uh, we'll call it at fifty because that's a deadline saying, but but yeah. forty-nine to fifty, and basically made almost as much as a James Bond movie did last week is staggering because this is a this is. Halloween a sequel to the film that came out a few years ago it doesn't have that big event feel that Halloween 2018 had and the fact yes. that this made almost as much as opening weekend as a Bond movie shows the power of this franchise shows how much people like the last one I don't know if it shows any weakness in in Bond we, we won't litigate that again but it definitely shows that this IP is very strong very strong. and I want to I want to call to attention that this opened
0: in 3705 theaters which is way less than the 4407 theaters that Bond opened on-
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: so it's working with less theaters it's it's working with less I would say uh premium
1: screens I would assume yes yeah, so I would I would think bond kept most of the main uh you know main room screens that it got last weekend it probably wasn't giving them up in a major way to halloween so halloween i'm sorry halloween kills was definitely getting the secondary screens in most theaters getting the the gooier floors you know the the screens that have more rips in them uh you know the the rooms that have uh maybe doors that don't even open so you You've got to have everyone going in through the same door because that other door is you, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, got a two by four across it. Something like that. Mm hmm.
0: Yeah, they're definitely. I mean, this, the, uh, the screening room is for Halloween kills. Definitely had some, there was some fire hazards. Mm-hmm. For sure. Not all, but some. Yeah. And this movie was a day and date release. It went on Peacock same day. <clears throat> Pardon me. Fuck it. I'm doing it live. Um, And the thing about that was they're calling this as the biggest day and date opening for a film in the post-pandemic era mm-hmm. because this beats your Mortal Kombats, your Godzilla versus Kongs, all that. But I will say, and, you know, D'Alessandra, who is the Deadline reporter, agrees with this. Peacock... Did not steal any money from the theaters here. This was dropped on Peacock so that Peacock could get propped up. I don't think there's one person who was going to see this movie in the theater that didn't and stayed home and, and watched it on Peacock.
1: Yeah, it's 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 hard to imagine a huge amount of money being lost here because of how few Peacock subscribers, paid subscribers there are. I mean, listen... We may find out that that's not the case because this movie may have led to a bump in paid subscribers for Peacock, and then those are conceivably people who would have seen Halloween Kills in the theater, but instead they subscribe to Peacock and watch it there. So we don't know for sure because we don't know. We haven't gotten a press release from NBC Universal about whether they got the a bump this week in Peacock subscribers. I don't think there were, but again, we we don't know for sure. Um, Well, there's so Peacock
0: users are at 4 million active users right now per Moffitt Nathanson. I don't know what that is. This is all in the Deadline article. Okay. And paid subs on the service are significantly smaller. And you had to pay... At least four ninety nine to watch this film, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because there's the four ninety nine tier which has commercials, and the nine ninety nine tier that doesn't have commercials, and those are the only way you could access this film. Right. I- so when you're looking at fourteen million active users, and a, a, a percentage-wise, a way smaller percentage who could actually access this film, you're you're talking infantismal when it comes to this 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 affecting the movie.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, listen, it's it's hard to say cuz anecdotally, if you and if this is anecdotally, but if you're just looking amongst the population of people who are BO boys who host the BO boys podcast, that is I would say 100% then of that population of people who may have seen this in the theater opening weekend but instead watch it on Peacock. Again, that's a small sample size. It's a sample size of two, but it is a hundred percent within that sample size.
0: Yeah, but I would say it's It, it is true. We both watched this at home separately. Mm-hmm. I did. You had you were you already, which you admitted. I admit it's not it. a secret. No, I'm not. I'm not outing you. No, you admitted in a previous episode that you pay for Peacock.
1: I do. I do.
0: And and you do what you need to do to get right with God on that one but i paid for this in the way they wanted me to which is to watch this movie
1: mhm mhm
0: and then hopefully stay subscribed
1: spoiler alert i will not stay subscribed well but you say that now but there all of these streamers, their business model is not to just get you to subscribe and then entertain you to the point that you want to stay subscribed. Their business model is to get you to subscribe and then and just forget. and just have you forget and to just then get really quiet to get, you know, to, to curl themselves up into a, a tiny, tiny little ball in your mind, throw a jacket over themselves so that you can't see them, you can't hear them. And you forget that you're paying every month. So that is their plan. So if you haven't canceled yet, uh, you may never cancel because they're going to get really, really tiny. Peacock is going to get very quiet soon and you are going to forget. Well, Pat, as you know, I'm on a very fixed income. Yes. And I have
0: alerts for all of my free trials. Okay. And all of my trials, that, uh, my subscriptions that I'm only doing for a month. Okay. So, I know for sure when to cancel this thing well, so I'm not that guy, but I will say that that is a lot of the that is a lot of what the streamers want. Mm-hmm. I did have Netflix for way longer than I ever really watched it mm-hmm. and this is this is I think the thing about peacock and it I, you know we're not the streamo boys we're but not. we need to talk about this because they're claiming this as a As a a triumph for them, Mm -hmm. as they are doing with Boss Baby, Family Business. Mm -hmm. And all we can do is trust that. Because uh, HBO Max, Peacock, we have not seen any concrete evidence that there's a jump in subscribers with these movies. No. We have not seen any concrete evidence. No. Peacock is saying, oh, Boss Baby was great for us, that's why we're doing this, blah, 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 blah. Great for you, but let us know what that means to you, because there's no way we can say a movie's a hit now if it's day and date, if we don't
1: get data. Right. And I think that in realistically, none of these movies, and probably including Halloween Kills, have actually been needle movers, because if they were, we would have gotten a really braggy press release with some very specific numbers That said, because of Boss Baby 2 Family Business, there's 10 million more people who have subscribed to Peacock. That didn't happen. I think if Halloween Kills had led to millions of people subscribing to Peacock this weekend. We'd already have that press release. They definitely would have wanted to get it out there before the B.O. boys go on air. They all know we go on air around 5 p.m. Eastern time is when we tape our show. So the press release would have come out by now. So the fact that that hasn't happened, I think it's pretty clear. None of these movies have moved the needle. They're not adding millions of subscribers because of these movies. But a service like Peacock, it does have a few million people who who pay for it and have access to this movie. And of those people, there's probably a decent amount of them who watch it on Peacock instead of going to the movie theater. Right? So there's some amount of money that was lost this weekend because it's on Peacock. Probably not 10 well, million, probably not 8 million, but I would say more than a few million. Uh, here,
0: here's, here's what... And this is not this is not a new theory. This is not a new idea, but I'm coming around to this idea mm-hmm. that these streamers don't need big budget movies no to get subscribers. They don't. HBO Max doesn't need it. Peacock doesn't need it. Netflix certainly doesn't need it because look at something like squid games, yeah. I'm only going to talk about this briefly because that is TV. Yeah, yeah.
1: People, I know the, the listeners are getting scared because now we're mentioning Squid Game. I promise yeah. we'll be done with it soon. I promise, I promise.
0: It's less than TV. It's Netflix. Mm-hmm. The thing about that is that that is the biggest thing Netflix has ever released. Mm-hmm. And if Netflix kept pumping out things like that or acquiring things like that, it doesn't need movies. No. Because the other thing about these streamers is that they... They basically want your eyeballs. They want your eyeballs for an amount of time. And movies are shorter than series. Mm -hmm. So there's no reason to burn off your big budget films on streamers because it's not driving enough people and it's not making you enough money. Nope. And we are seeing that theaters will be packed if you give them stuff they want to see. Yeah. So yeah. don't waste your movies on your streamers. Make the windows shorter. I think that's definitely a, it's something you can do. Or like we've said before, make it PVOD. Right. So that they're paying more money to stay home than going out. That's only the only thing that makes sense to me. So
1: Clayton. Like, oh yes. Well, I was going to say, you mentioned the magic word PVOD. Yes. And I want to take that as an opportunity to get into this... Theory, and I'm not gonna say conspiracy theory because I think that would be, uh, 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 you know, downgrading what this theory is. I would say this, uh, uh well thought out business theory that was posed to us by wanna be old boy Austin. Sent us an email, a lot of great thoughts in here, but uh, one thing we want to hone in on is that. So Halloween kills. Is put out by Universal. Universal had struck this deal with the theaters sometime in the last year that they were going to put movies out in the movie theaters. And then if a movie opened below $50 million, that this would trigger the ability for Universal to then put said movie on PVOD in 17 days. And if a movie opened at higher than 50 million dollars domestically, they would put it on PVOD later than 17 days. They would give it a longer theatrical window. So, and this is a great business theory. Again, not a conspiracy theory. I'm going to say this is a business theory that Austin poses is that he thinks Universal wanted Halloween Kills to open at less than 50 million dollars so that They would, in fact, be able to put it on PVOD in 17 days. And he thinks that putting it on Peacock was part of that plan to actually push down the theatrical domestic box office opening weekend number. And Mm -hmm. I think now we've got this discrepancy between the numbers and what they're saying is the opening weekend number for Halloween Kills, what Deadline is reporting, So I think what we're seeing there is possibly this battle play out behind the scenes because Austin might be right. Universal to them, the difference between 50 million and 49 million is really a difference of how soon they could get it to PVOD.
0: Absolutely. And I think it's not a hard and fast thing. I do think there is there is some you know there is some leeway there, Mm -hmm. depending on the situation. But I think that was, like you said, that is. The that is the 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 rule of thumb for Universal going forward. Right, right. And it's gonna be very interesting to see what they do here because seventeen days. If this it opened on the fifteenth, mm-hmm. right? And well, let's say okay. Even if it was the fourteenth, say Thursday previews. Right. Give it the Thursday 17, previews. Seventeen days from that still is gonna. Go past Halloween.
1: Well, it would be so, on Halloween. Oh, it would be on. It would be November first. Yeah, it would be Monday, November first, is when they could put it on PVOD. So I would if if this
0: movie would have opened on a win on a on a Wednesday, mm-hmm. and the the Wednesday before. So what would well, that would have been? That would have been the the thirteenth. Uh, the thirteenth, which would have been perfect too, right? then you would have seen the 17 day would have been a halloween release yeah yeah so that would have been perfect so that's the only thing that makes this theory a little bit less likely but i but but only like 5% less likely mm-hmm. because i do think that there is something here and especially like you said seeing these numbers there's something fishy going on they want to shorten this window and i understand why because they, uh, they, th- this movie is going to be completely front loaded.
1: Yes, yes, yes. I mean, th- this, this is going to, in the box office, probably fall off a cliff next weekend. I mean, it, it may just be propped up by the fact that people are getting more into the Halloween, uh, uh celebration. Season as next weekend goes on and the weekend after that, like people are going to be more up for Halloweeny things, but these big slasher movies just fall off a cliff after the opening weekend. And so you want to get it to PVOD as soon as possible. While before the thing is come November 1st, people are going to want to have nothing to do with anything that's Halloween related. You know, they're going to be sick to their stomach from all the candy they ate they're going to have all this cleanup to do at whatever party they had the night before. They're going to have all these, you know, their their costumes are going to be ripped in half. It's going to be dirty and it's going to be like, do I wash it and save it for next year? Do I throw it out? And then you get to a point where you're like, God damn, I hate Halloween. And, mm-hmm. and that's the feeling you get the day after Halloween. So when you're saying, I hate Halloween, I feel sick, all this candy, these costumes are everywhere. The last thing you're going to want to do is is watch or buy a movie called Halloween yeah so so ideally it, they'd get it on Pvod immediately well here's the other thing that that
0: is against this theory is that it is on peacock so it's not like it's not available at home right but like we said there I think there's 52 million people who have the ability to get peacock through like Comcast okay but it only has 14 active 14 million active users. People don't know about Peacock. Right. Right. There's people who will only be like I'm waiting for iTunes. I'm waiting for Amazon. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for Fandango now. People choose the P- PVOD place of choice and they stick to it. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to they're not going to try to join Peacock cuz they don't want a subscription. They're going to just say it's a flat fee of of 1999,
1: I'll do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, people want Halloween Kills in their red box. Let's be honest. That is yeah. That is uh, uh, the place where a movie like this would probably over index so high. Is if you had the opening weekend and then next weekend, boom, it's there in your red box. You could you could grab it. You could stick your your grubby little hand inside that box and you could pull out a physical copy of Halloween Kills.
0: Well, so, that that turnaround for, for physical copies is that's way quick. Right,
1: right. So, oh, I know that's way quick, but that's the ideal situation for a movie like Halloween Kills is, yes. is give these people a, a, a grubby little box to grab out of a, a bigger box. So looking just again at this Halloween Kills opening number, we both agree that this is very good. It obviously was not going to do... What Halloween 2018 did in its opening weekend. That was just yeah. an outlier. But I have got up the uh, history of the Halloween franchises, the entire Halloween franchise. And just looking at opening weekend, I mean, this is, I'm not adjusting for inflation because, you know, I, I'm not a human calculator, I'm, I'm a BO boy. It's the second biggest opening weekend of the franchise, only after uh, the 2018 Halloween. And you look at lifetime domestic gross. I mean, this this movie has already, in its opening weekend, made more money than all but two of the Halloween films made in their entire Mm -hmm. run. So, it, and those are the those are the Rob Zombie ones, correct? Yes, I'm sorry. In its opening weekend, this movie has made more than all but three. The original Halloween, of course. Um, I'm sorry the the 2018 Halloween lifetime gross is 159. That's the biggest one. Then the Rob Zombie Halloween has a lifetime gross of 58 million, and then Halloween H2O. In ninety-eight has a lifetime gross of fifty-five million. So Halloween Kills' opening weekend is higher than every other Halloween movie except for those three. Okay. What about Halloween two by Rob Zombie? Didn't that do well? Halloween two by Rob Zombie made a total of $33 million in its run. It opened at 16 and did a total of 33 million. Wow. So, that's a thing. I mean, that is a movie. So, okay. So for the that Halloween splinter timeline, these Rob Zombie movies in 2007 and 2009. You had the 2007 movie had an opening weekend of 26 million, and then its sequel 2 years later had an opening weekend of 16 million. So the thing is the sequels for these movies do make less than the the original, quote-unquote original. Diminishing
0: returns, definitely.
1: Yeah. yeah. So the fact that this movie made less than the 2018 one is to be expected. I think another big takeaway is this is just another example of this is a movie that performed the way it would have if the pandemic never happened. This is not a situation yes. where the pandemic... Or, or people's feelings towards movie theaters post pandemic had any negative effect on this movie?
0: Yeah, the oldsters were gonna stay away from this movie even in healthy times. Yep. And this this did what it was gonna do. Nobody was. I'm not gonna say nobody, but I'm gonna say a very there's like an, a a very small not worth talking about number of people who are like I'm too scared to go see this film in the theater because of COVID
1: yes yes because of that I mean there are people who are too scared to see this movie but they are too scared to see this movie because they are scared of Michael Myers yes like I, I would say Michael fear of Michael Myers kept more people away from seeing this in the theaters than fear of the pandemic absolutely um and yeah, I mean, I would say this is, of course, the middle movie of a trilogy. So the David Gorda Green, Danny McBride team is going to have Halloween ends next October. That would come out. I, I believe that's the plan. October 2022. And, you know, I, again, I think the IP is strong. We usually don't make year out predictions. But my guess is that third movie's opening weekend will probably be even a little lower than this. Absolutely. Um, but I don't think considerably lower. Like I we both watch this movie. We're not critics. Neither of us liked Halloween kills. No. But I I don't think it's so creatively bad that it is any kind of huge problem box office wise for the next movie.
0: Yeah, I I would agree with that.
1: Yeah. Um so Let's let's
0: move on real fast. Mm-hmm. Um, no time to die dropped fifty seven percent. Pretty good hold for this film. The oldsters do tend to take a while to go see a film, mm-hmm. so this is showing that they are coming out. It just they didn't come out for the first weekend, but this is a this is a good hold for this film. It's almost a, it, you know by the time you hear this, this will be at hundred million dollars.
1: Yeah, it's a pretty good. This was a pretty good. Uh, you know, we end up talking so much about weekend results, but it actually was a pretty good gr- a week of grosses for this movie. Like, it played well Monday through Thursday, because the fact that this movie is at 99 million domestic total, and last week it made what, 56 million in its opening weekend? Mm-hmm. And it made another 23 million here. So it's like. Seventy nine million for the two weekends, so it made another twenty million dollars throughout the week. So uh, th- it had a good Monday as well. It had a good Monday. I mean, I think that is—it's a good sign for a movie like this because it plays to the oldsters, and the oldsters—they don't come out opening weekend. They might not come out on weekends at all. They come out on Wednesdays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, oldsters are used to going to. Uh, uh, Broadway shows with Wednesday two p.m. matinees, and, and they like going to Wednesday movies. They don't like going on a Saturday.
0: Yeah, so that was that was good. Adams Family still holding really nice, down thirty percent. This is also a movie available on PVOD, so I mean you're going to pay twenty bucks for it, and people are. It's doing well on PVOD, but it's also doing well in theaters. Mm-hmm. Is this so, a movie
1: that? You know, now this will be the weekend of the 22nd. Then we got the weekend of the 29th. It only dropped 30%, right? Uh, and it's this past weekend. It's third weekend. Is this a, a rare movie where we might see a weekend where it actually goes up in the next two weekends because people are really fully getting into spooky season? It could be because, you know, it's the only competition for it
0: kid-wise is going to be ron, Ron's ron Gone Wild or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that's not Halloween-centric. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's coming out next weekend. So I do think there's going to be, you know, kids who want to see something spooky around that time. And, yeah, I think this movie could either have a very small drop or, yeah, maybe tick up.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I-, I could see that's that. That's possible. I could see that. I could see either this weekend or next weekend being the rare tick up in box office for Adam's family too. And then before we get into Dune, mm-hmm. we got to just uh
0: we can we're we're coming here to bury the last oh, duel, boy. not to celebrate it. 4.7, you know, this movie cried macho. We said it could happen. Mm-hmm. I think we were actually too nice to this movie cuz I think we said what? 7 or I might have said 5. I I knew we were around this range. It, it was what we thought it was. Mm-hmm. Um, we knew this was not going to be the kind of movie that was going to do well in this new era. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it didn't.
1: Yes, it didn't. Here's something I want to put out there to, to calm a lot of fears, though, because I, I was seeing this out on, you know, social media, box office social media this weekend, where. So a lot of people out there who are looking at this in a, as an example of adult movies are dead you know, adult uh, uh, dramas with movie stars because The Last Duel flopped. That is officially the end of that type of movie at the box office. And listen, that type of movie may be dead at the box office, but The Last Duel flopping is, to me, not representative of that at all because The Last Duel was, it's, when you look at what it really is, and what it's about, it would be wild to think that this was ever going to be a box office hit. I mean, this is a medieval set movie about people arguing about sexual assault. This is not box office. It was never going to be big box office. Matt Damon and Ben Affleck were not advertised as being buddies from Boston, which is what people want to see when the two of them are together. So to me, this movie flopped, but of course it was going to flop. You know, and also Ridley Scott is a big famous director. But if you look through his record, he's got as many flops as as hits out there. And he is the furthest thing from a sure thing. And uh, yes, this movie made $4.7 million dollars. That doesn't mean that a really good adult drama with movie stars that has an appealing premise can't be successful now. Cause the last duel was not that. Absolutely. Yeah, that
0: that's it's it's so true. Don't get afraid for because of this. It's a movie no one wanted to see.
1: Yeah. It's it's me- just as simple as that. Medieval Times. It's a medieval times movie, and people almost never want medieval times movies. They don't want. It's them. Lady Hawk crossed with body shots. It's Lady Hawk crossed with body shots. That's not that's never been a formula that worked. Uh, uh, I mean, if you go to the the '90s, that was the the height of movie star adult dramas doing well at the box office. Uh, Lady Hawk crossed with body shots in 1993 would have flopped.
0: Yeah, I don't think this hurts
1: anybody. No. I mean, Matt Damon having this and Stillwater back to back—it's not great for him. But Stillwater did fine, though. It did fine, but it's—it's it's, again, it did fine because we're people who understand the context. We we analyzed it when it came out. We we tracked how it held really well. But I do think there are people who uh, are are you know pure hobbyists or 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 just in this for the lulls you know, who will look at look at the last duel, Fuck look it. at Stillwater, just look at the totals and start to theorize, oh Matt Damon is done. Which we know is not fair, but I I could see this being a, a rough back to back for him in a lot of people's eyes.
0: And as we know, Ben Affleck never dies. He is the real He's when you talk about someone like Mike Myers that that can't be stopped. Ben Affleck is the Mike Myers of actors. Yes, he's the Michael Myers of actors. Yes, he will not stop. He will never die.
1: Yeah, Ben Affleck's career is is the way that in the Halloween movies Michael Myers gets killed uh, and stabbed so much that they have to say, oh, eventually they have to say, actually he's supernatural. That's where we are yeah. with Ben Affleck, where in his career. We have to start thinking: Is Ben Affleck supernatural?
0: Well, he's a big lumbering dude, mm-hmm. and the the way people tried to kill him was, you know, uh, paparazzi mm-hmm. photos mm-hmm. and tabloid headlines. Yep. And they can't. They can't do it. He cannot be killed. No, no. Ben
1: Affleck's so this, career can't be killed with conventional weapons.
0: And he was actually getting some 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 low key. Oscar buzz for his performance in this, which obviously is a not going to happen. Mm-hmm. But he is looked at as as a fun element in this film, mm-hmm. which is great because mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like there's much other things to have fun with in this film.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I now, I think yeah, last duel it, it is what it is. I guess the one thing that this could have ramifications for is. This is one of the uh, uh, 20th century holdovers that Disney had to release post-merger. And the fact that this bombed, again, even though it always was going to bomb, but the fact that this bombed so bad maybe makes it harder for Disney to greenlight 20th century adult dramas going forward. They may use this as an excuse to not make these types of movies anymore, which is unfortunate, but... Last duel is always gonna bomb,
0: and I think Jodie Comer is still high off of the, the free guy buzz. I think she winds up in some sort of other big franchise, and she'll be fine.
1: Oh, this doesn't affect her at all. I mean, yeah, she she's she. This wasn't her shot that she gets from free guy. This was just another movie that she already had in the can. You know she's gonna. It would have
0: been nice if she if she had a dual hit summer like or not summer anymore, but a dual hit so close together like Emily Blunt. Mm-hmm. But you can't have it all.
1: No, no. Yeah, Jody Comer is gonna get some other big box office shots, and this is not one of them.
0: So let's look forward to this coming weekend, Dune, and it's finally coming out, Pat. This is a big one. This is the one we've been speculating for. For forever, I think mm-hmm. it feels like finally coming out.
1: What are your thoughts? I mean, I don't know what to think, right? Well, I can't say that because me and you should never say that. We always should know exactly what to think, but yeah, this is a movie that you know supposedly has been playing well box office wise internationally, supposedly. And I keep saying, you know, supposedly is a huge movie. I mean, it definitely is budget wise, star wise, sort of. I mean, we love Chalamet. We we think he's got the potential to be a big star, but Chalamet, Jason Momoa, Oscar Isaacs. These are famous actors, but not actual big stars. Zendaya. Zendaya. So it has the trappings of a huge movie budget-wise, cast-wise, you know, chatter-wise. But it's hard to not just look at this as another Blade Runner 2049, 2049 situation. 2049, yes, you're right. Where the opening weekend is still going to be overwhelming i mean i still don't see or underwhelming it's gonna be underwhelming yeah i still don't see a world in which dune opens this weekend and makes you know f9 money 70 million dollars black widow money 80 million dollars venom money 90 million dollars i don't see those worlds at all and if this movie opens under Halloween kills you know if this movie opens at 40 million dollars uh, how could that not be looked at as a giant disappointment but i i still think that's where this ends up uh, so it's currently
0: tracking at 42 to 52 so it, it's opening in 4000 theaters estimated. So it's probably going to be 4000 plus. Mm-hmm. It's going to get the big IMAX screens for sure because this is th- the one reason why this film may do better than we think mm-hmm. is because it's meant to be seen on the big screen and there's people who are going to go see it just for its vis- its visual spectacle, mm-hmm. not for this you know story that and you know like I've read about this This is, they are treating this as just the first chapter. This is not a complete movie. Like, this is, at the end of the film, it says, the saga continues, or whatever it says. They are acting as if this is the beginning of a trilogy or whatever, which is always bad for movies. Never assume you're going to get another movie unless it's in the can. Never assume you're going to get a sequel unless you shot it at the same time. Right, right. So you're going to go see this movie that's, uh, over two hours long and it's not even a complete story. Yeah. And whatever the story is, is mumbo jumbo. Let's be honest. Dune is mumbo jumbo.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's we're. I think we're basically in the same place we've been with this movie since we started talking about it, which is it's going to flop and there it's going to flop to a point where the only way they make a sequel is because they're forcing it through to save face. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd be surprised if this opening weekend leads to a run where greenlighting a sequel is undeniable. I, I just, just don't see that path. These thinky sci-fi
0: movies never do well. They just don't. And and, and not saying they don't do well, because something like Arrival, which was also Villanueva, uh, Jean, hmm did make a 100 million but that's a film that did not cost as much right right this is a 250 million dollar film right or something like that i might be thinking of the bond budget uh what is no, dune's but, budget but it's
1: it's going to be several hundred million it's going to be uh, i mean i can't imagine dune's budget is lower than 150 and it's probably closer to you know 200 or so this is it this is a giant giant spend and i just do not see the world in which domestically this gross comes close to justifying that cuz i mean the clear comp is 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 villeneuve's blade runner 2049 came out in october 2017 and that movie opened up at 32 million dollars yes i mean let's use that as the over under is is there a chance dune opens below that
0: I think there definitely is. And let's look also at these HBO uh, Max Day and Date movies. So Godzilla vs. Kong, which was the biggest budget of all of them, opened to 32. Mm -hmm. Now, that, again, different time earlier in the post-pandemic. So, you know, we can give a little wiggle room there for why that
1: film didn't do more. Oh, that movie opened up in March when people were just starting to get vaxxed and waxed.
0: Although we do agree and go back and listen to those episodes because they are historical documents. But we do think that this Godzilla versus Kong actually did better than it was going to do because people were kind of sick of Godzilla mm-hmm. at the very least. They still had love for Kong, but this was a franchise on its last legs but this was a movie that was released in theaters it was the only real option Mm -hmm. at the time so people were excited to see it so it gave it boost that way yeah it had no competition that's why it did what it did which was a hundred million domestic right
1: right the i mean now
0: mortal the other combat opened
1: well the other thing about that godzilla versus com opening weekend number is it opened on a wednesday so the five day for that was you know high 40 million and Whenever you do those Wednesday openings, usually that five-day is pretty close to what that movie would have made if it just opened on the Friday because people just spread out there when they go see it. So like Kong is a movie that if it opened on a Friday would have made uh, in the 40s for its three-day. So just to put that out there.
0: Agreed. And then Mortal Kombat opened to 23.3 and that is a movie that is I think still the most watched movie on HBO Max of these day and date releases. Mm-hmm. It did really well on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. So those are what we're talking about with big budget releases. Everything else from the HBO Max, unless I'm forgetting, have been you know your crime match Well, Suicide your, Squad. Oh, Suicide Squad. That was a huge bomb, actually. Yes, and that had a huge budget. So that that I don't think this does as bad as Suicide, the Suicide Squad, though. I
1: no no I don't think so, but. I'll go out there and say this now, I do think this opens up below what Godzilla vs. Kong did in its three-day. And for sure, it opens up below what Godzilla vs. Kong did in its five-day. Because I think Dune is more likely to make in the 20s than it is to make in the 40s. Okay,
0: so the Suicide Squad made 26.2. Do you think Dune makes more than that? I
1: think so. I I think Dune is going to make 29 or 30 million dollars opening weekend.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I it, here's here's the I'm trying to think of reasons why it would do well. Mhm. And I I think <sighs> Timothy Chalamet He's one of those people who is he a internet creation in the sense that is he does he put the butts in the fucking seats we have not seen any proof of this yet he hasn't had the chance to this is his chance to put butts in the seats and i think if this movie overperforms it is because of him when you look at these posters that I, and these these billboards that i'm seeing around the city new york city greatest city in the world mm-hmm he is so big on these posters they are definitely courting the ladies the 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 boys the uh uh whoever who are into this this man mm-hmm. to go see this ponderous two plus hour movie mm-hmm. based on a book that is unintelligible right. and they're putting it all on his very, very slim shoulders. So if this movie does, which here's the thing, we need new movie stars. I'm rooting for this movie to do well because that means we have a new movie star. Right? Yeah. But I don't think it's going to happen because I just think it's too much of a hill to climb for him. It is a Sisyphusian task to push this IP up a hill. Up a mountain to make it a big hit.
1: And it's just not the right movie to use what he has going for him. You know, if if his big star power is based in his pretty boy good looks and for all of the people who enjoy those looks, this is not the type of movie they necessarily want to see him in. You know, this is not Mm -hmm. his Titanic. Because... This is not a love story about him romancing a sandworm. And or maybe it is. I, I have never read Dune. So maybe it is that, but that is not what people yeah. would want. You know, they want a Chalamet romance, but they want it uh uh with a pretty boy or a pretty girl, not a sandworm. And so yeah. I, I don't so, think this is the type of movie that even would determine whether he's a movie star or not, because it's not the type of movie that's playing to his. Particular strengths,
0: yeah. And the foreign, in the foreign numbers, they, it, you know, a lot of times foreign markets they'll go see a movie and and just watch it for the imagery and not really care about what's going on with the story. So that that I don't think translates very well to the American audiences. I think the American audience expects more. And so
1: you're saying, what's your number? I'm gonna go with thirty. I'll go with a flat 30. Okay. So I think it comes in just below The 3 Day of Godzilla versus Kong um which is, you know, when we're comparing it to other HBO Dane date streamers and I think it comes in below what Blade Runner uh 2049 did in 2017 because you know what? That movie made $32 million in its opening weekend and that movie had Harrison Ford And Harrison Ford is a, even at that point, even in his diminished state that Harrison Ford is in now, is still And he's not giving a fuck. Right, right. I think he is still, even in 2017, a bigger movie star than anyone who's in this cast in 2021 of Dune. So I'm going to go
0: 28. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think originally when we, we talked to Jeff Bach, and I think we were all kind of in the 30s area, I'm I'm lower on this. I think there's so many other things people will want to see in the theater than this. Mm-hmm. I think we are having such a high time here at the theater that I think you're, you're seeing people who are going to go see Halloween Kills, who are going to go see Bond, yeah. who are going to go see Venom finally, who are going to go see... Now we didn't talk about, and I don't think we need to talk about it too much. Ron gone wild, mm-hmm. uh, Ron's gone wrong, which is a 20th Century Studio cartoon mm-hmm. that may make a few million dollars because uh, kids are going to want to go see it. But I don't think it's going to. It's not really worth talking about. Right, uh, right, going up against Dune. And so I think this is going to be 20. I think we're going to look at a 28 million dollar opening for this film.
1: Wow. Yeah. I mean, I'm very excited to see this number and to talk about it next week because the fact that they are saying this is a franchise is going to fly in the face of whatever. I mean, listen, or maybe it it opens at $60 million and and they're excited to, to make five more of these. But God, if that number comes in around $30 million next weekend, I don't know how would a straight face Warner Brothers... And HBO Max could talk about how excited they are to continue the Dune franchise on the big screen. You know, maybe to do it as a web series, to do it as animated shorts on HBO Max. Sure. But to do it as more $200 million budgeted theatrical movies. This movie opens at $30 million. I don't know how you say that with a straight face. I I don't know how. Yeah. So let's – okay, we're trying to stay under an hour. Let's we're, do it.
0: We've got five minutes left. Let's give our top fives and then get out of here. What is your top fives here? I'm, do you think – it's got to go number one, right? It's
1: got to go number one because Halloween Kills even uh, – yeah, is Halloween Kills is going to drop probably into the high teens. So Dune even flopping at 25 would be number one. So Dune number one. Then I think that yeah, Halloween Kills stays number two. Although the 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 gap between Halloween Kills and No Time to Die probably gets pretty close. So Kills two, No Time to Die, uh, three, and then yeah, Venom four and Adams Family two goes well, to five. Ron's
0: gone wrong. I think could remember that movie because that is a kids animated film it got pretty good reviews so that could go higher than adam's family in its
1: fourth week yeah i don't think it will because i do think adam's family 2 is going to have some really nice holds these next two weekends so i i still say adam's family 2 is five i don't think ron's gone wrong gets into the top five do you I do. I think, I think we're looking at Dune number one,
0: mm-hmm. Halloween Kills number two, No Time to Die number three, Venom number four, and then I do think Ron's Gone wa- Wrong is going to be number five.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Very possible. That's, that's pretty much the only thing in the top five that is debatable. I, I, I think the top four is pretty locked in. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Everything just gets pushed down a peg.
1: Yeah. All right.
0: All right. Well, we, we did it. Uh, Pat, where can they find us, my my friend?
1: Email us at the Podcast at gmail.com. We love reading your emails. We love sometimes talking about your emails on the show, as we did today. And as you see, we give these uh, emails the proper respect. I did not come out here and call Austin's email part of a conspiracy theory. I said it was... Uh, uh, rather, it was a great business theory that he posed. So send us send us your conspiracy theories and we will still pose them as business theories on air. Email us at theboboyspodcast at gmail.com.
0: Absolutely. And then we also have to give a really quick shout out to our boy, uh, Adam from the Stacks, mm-hmm. who had the perfect oh. actor for New James Bond. Oh, yeah, this is great. Clint Eastwood. Yep. And I think I'm going to just put that out there without comment because I think he nailed it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We, we theorized last week who should take over his bond. Adam emailed us just the name Clint Eastwood. And that's that's so perfect. Great job, Adam.
0: And then check out our Substack. Uh, we we also have our trying to get Jackass released this month, mm-hmm. the end of this month. We're still trying to do that. Go on Twitter, please hashtag. What was it? It is um, hashtag Jackass, Jackass, Jackass forever, Jackass forever now. now. Yeah, and hashtag back that. Back Jack, wait, yeah. back
1: that jackass up. Back that jackass up. Yeah. So the two hashtags to spread out there are hashtag jackass forever now and hashtag back that jackass up. Go on to Clubhouse
0: and check out Brandon Gray's box office revival. He is doing God's work over there. Mm-hmm. Go and chat about box office every Sunday and then. Anytime he drops on there, it's going to be a good conversation. Yep. So definitely sign up for that. And until next time, Pat, there's nothing left to say but
1: we'll, we'll smell, smell you, you at, at the, the box, box office. office. Nailed it.
0: Nailed it.